Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 is where we're at. Verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. So Caesar Augustus calls for a census to tax the entire Roman Empire. I don't know what else could move a woman who's that late in her stage of pregnancy other than death or taxes. <laughs> Augustus decides to flex his imperial muscle, upset everyone's life. We don't know anything about government overreach, do we? And the whole, the decree went out, the whole world should be masked for 100 days, you know, and taxed. You know, when you think about, uh, you you watch the news and you know the threat of taxes, the threat of mask mandates, the threat of all of these things that that the government would want to oppose on us, you know, a new president who takes office. You know, it just goes to show that no matter what they think they're doing, God is the one who's in control. You know, and, and I love to go to passages like this one to just take comfort in the fact that all these things must come to pass. Caesar wasn't making decision or flexing his power, but he was really just a pawn in the hand of God. God's the one who's in control. And, and so it is with us. I, I just think of King Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, King Nebuchadnezzar was not a, a righteous man, and yet he was the most powerful king that ever ruled on, on the kingdom of men. He had complete control, a, a literal world-dominant empire. And, and he, was the, he was the head of gold. You know, Even in Daniel's dream, he was the head of gold, the greatest king with the most power that ever lived. And, and he would be called God's servant. As he came against Jerusalem and took captive as judgment on God's people, taking them captive and carrying them off to Babylon. And and yet, of course, he would be lifted up in pride and all that God had put into his hand. He would think, oh, this is what I've done. And God would humble him. And he, you know, he would go insane, think he was a cow and eat grass for a while. And and then when he came to his senses... This is what he said, and and he was talking about himself, but I think this gives us great comfort today. It says in Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, the words of Nebuchadnezzar, the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. Isn't that interesting? And we have a president-elect who can't even speak two sentences without making a mistake. You know, and everybody's a donkey pony something or whatever he says all the time. And and then he's replacing a president who half the time we just wish wouldn't speak at all and who tweets crazy things. We're like, stop tweeting, you know. (sighs) And yet it just brings us back to the reality that God is in control. 
and that these things must come to pass. You know, I, I just, again, you know, we talked about it last time, the road to Emmaus, the disciples are walking, they're all discouraged and upset, and, and Jesus comes along and meets, joins himself to them, and why are you so upset? Oh, what are you, you know, are you dumb? Or don't you, I mean, you're hurt, you know, and hurt, what things? Oh, Jesus, who we thought was great and mighty, word and deed, and he, he did miracles, and we thought he was the Messiah. And, and Jesus said, oh, you foolish to believe. You're slow to believe. All that the scripture has said. Don't you realize these things must come to pass? And, and then he took them to the scriptures and, and explained to them, expounded to them all the things that must take place. The Messiah must suffer and die. And, and, and so too, we, we look at the end times and we see all the things that are supposed to happen and we know that it's supposed to be wars and rumors of wars and difficulty and famines and pestilence and all those things. And yet we get so surprised when it happens. Instead of getting excited, we, we should realize these things must come to pass. And, and so to realize that God's in control and everything's working according to the counsel of his will. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1 tells us the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. That's true for presidents or kings, rulers or senators or governors. God is working all these things out according to his plan. And he does, he does that for Mary and Joseph as he moves them uncomfortably down to Bethlehem, inconveniently down to Isn't the Christian life supposed to be convenient? No, no. Verse 2, this census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. And so Luke, being the historian that he is, he, he ties the narrative to a historical event so that we can pinpoint it in history. Kind of a beautiful thing that he does. And he does this throughout his gospel. He's constantly giving veracity to the timeline and to the events that are taking place by pinpointing historical rulers and, and things that are happening during the times that he's writing about. And so I think it's important. And that's, it's, a, it's a good thing that we have that. It helps us to, to kind of ground where our narrative is going. Verse 3, it says, and all, So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So Joseph, having been born in Bethlehem, having to go back to the city of his birth to be registered where his birth records were, and because Mary was betrothed to him, she has to go with him because they're legally married now because of the betrothal, so she would have to travel with him inconveniently. And I'm sure back in Nazareth, she had everything set up. You know how women are. It's getting ready to have the baby. They're nesting. They're cleaning. They're painting. They're arranging. They're setting up a crib. She's got the midwife ready to be called at any minute. The midwife's going to come over, and, and she's going to have the baby in the comfort of her home, and her mom's going to be there. Everything's going to be just right, right? I mean, that's how it goes. I remember when my wife and I, we were getting ready to have our firstborn son, and, you know, as, as new parents, you're like, okay, everything has to be perfect, right? You have to set everything up. Everything has to be perfect. By the third or fourth child, just like, okay, we're going to have a baby. <laughs> but, but, but that first one's like, you're serious about it, you know? And we had a car, street, this car seat strapped in the back seat for a couple months before the baby was born. It was back there. We had a bag that had clothes for me, clothes for her, clothes for the baby, little diapers. Everything was all in there. It was all ready to go because we knew at any moment we're going to have to go to the hospital, which that day came. Now, luckily, we, we had somebody giving us an Audi, so we drove the Audi to the hospital rather than the donkey. 
We didn't have to go 108 miles through the wilderness, you know, to, to get to the hospital. But we did have the baby at Walter Knox Memorial Hospital, which is now Valor. And, and we tell people that, and they're like, are you kidding me? You had a baby at Walter Knox? Are you insane? You know, it's just funny. It's like we were like in the back you know, room of some, you know, abandoned warehouse or something like that. You're like, that's what it, you didn't go to Boise. Are you kidding? That's crazy. Are you nuts? You know, it's like we had a birthing suite, you know, <laughs> it's like we weren't in a, in a barn, you know, I mean, come on. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was sketchy, but it wasn't that bad, <laughs> you know, and, and he came out okay. And everything's, I mean, it worked out okay eventually, but you know, but I just think about this, and, and this, this had to be a pretty rough thing. I can't imagine what Jer- Joseph and Mary must have been thinking, making this journey. And, and if that wasn't bad enough, verse 6, it says, So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You know, I, we think we read this every Christmas probably. We go through this passage and we think about it, but do we really think about the implications of all that's here? Do we think about w- what this would have been like? No room for them in the inn. Now, of course, this wasn't a Best Western that they're talking about. You weren't like a Hilton Hotel, you know, of Bethlehem or something like that. There probably is now, but in those days, it was it was a, a Cataluma. The word Cataluma means guest room. But it also just means, actually, the word itself literally means to loosen, to loosen, to loosen your shoes, take them off, to loosen your belt. In fact, the other place that we find this word cataluma used is when Jesus told his disciples, you'll find a guy carrying a water jug, follow him, and and they'll take you to a large cataluma. And we'll have our supper there. We'll have our Passover supper there. And that was the large upper room. It was the room in Mary of Jerusalem's house. The large upper room was called, it was called a cataluma. It was a place where you'd go and you'd you know, loosen your, your straps and loosen everything up so that you can eat a meal and you can relax and you can take a load off. And, and they did use these as kind of like a B&B type place. You could go there and, and they'd serve you and you'd sleep there and all that. But it's usually just a big room. It could have been that, or it could have been their family's Cataluma, because it was a spare room. And so if their family had a Cataluma, they went there, and the, all the family that was born in Bethlehem is now there, and they're all hanging out, and there's no room for you here. I don't know if it was their family turning them out, or if it was an innkeeper who's saying, you know, you can't be here. But it, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a sad thing to think about getting all the way to Jerusalem, or all the way to Bethlehem, trying to find a place to stay and be told that there's no room. And everybody's there because they're being taxed by the government. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.